I would really like to preserve on the podcast that Henry just tried to drink a Coke Zero with the cap still on it. No, that did not happen. nothing, no poet, but thanks to you, all things become explicable. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John, I'm here in real life. Holy shit, you cut me off. I'm here in real life right now. <laughs> You're so excited. Ah! That's right, dear listeners, we're in the same room for the first time since December. Yeah, for in a year. In a whole year. Like 11 months. 11 months. An Amish year. An Amish year, or like a Martian year. That's not true. No, a Martian year is 14 years. Oh, 14 years is 14 one... Years, 14 Martian years is one Martian year. Alright. So we're coming at you with, like, so much energy because we are in the same goddamn room we are in the same room in dare i say the same city in dare i say the same state in dare i say the same country on dare i say the same planet in dare i say the same solar system within dare i say the same galaxy upon which dare i say the same universe is that bigger uh, galaxy, universe is definitely bigger than galaxy. Universe? universe is all of it. Okay. Galaxy is just the Milky Way. Quadrant. Qua, no. We are in a, if you were to split the universe into quadrants, we are most certainly on a quadrant of the, okay. That gives me something to talk about, we'll, but we'll come back to it. We are in the same city, which goes by the name of Austin, Texas. For real. Yeah. Yeah, we live... Here. I live here. Weird. I live in a city that's so well known that I can talk about it. Yeah, we live in a city so large that even if you knew our names, you could not track us down. Oh, am I living a that girl life where, like, I moved to a new city and no one knows me? Is that girl the one who threw her hat up and it froze? Yeah. I don't know that show. I have to make a life for myself. Yeah, you have to make a name for yourself. You have to strike out. We have to get the attention of every Austin famous media producer ever so we can become famous. And I'm going to hit you with just a few of them. Lyndon Baines Johnson. Wait, the president of this, these here United States? Ex-president. No, once you're a president, you are always referred to as Mr. President or Mrs. President. If that ever happens. It's actually uh, totally true, because once you were a president, you continue to hold the title, but you are no longer president, you just become a president emeritus. Yeah, but you don't refer to them as that. They're always president blank. Yeah, but they're... What they are, their actual title is president emeritus, not ex You never stop being president. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you never stop. So, yes, the president of these here United States. Let's go back. Yes. Okay. The president emeritus of these here United States, Lyndon's Blue Johnson. Blueben? <laughs> Lyndon Blueben Johnson? Lyndon Blue Blueben. What's his middle name? Bane. Bane. Oh, break the Batman. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So I don't think he's a media producer, John. Shit. I don't think. I think he's dead. Shit. I'm staunchly believe that he's dead. Oh, well, I guess we have to come up with another one. Let me hit you with another one. All right, hit me with another 
Austin, Texas media producer of the Colorado River. That's just a body of water that moves in a direction. I have not lived here for too long. You're right. You've only been here for like four days? Three three and a half days. Three and a half days. Well, how do you like it? Uh, let me tell you something, Henry. Let Tell me. Lay it down. Lay it down thick. First thing, people overuse the word quadrant. In Austin? No, just in general. Oh, in general. In general, they tend to say quadrant, like, for an area, but something has to be split into four pieces to be a quadrant. Anyway, Austin, Texas. <laughs> Wait, I asked you specifically about Austin, Texas, and you give me... A pet peeve you have about the word quadrant? We had mentioned quadrants earlier, and I didn't think this required a very specific segment for me to grind out this particular annoyance. Uh, so just give us a general passing glance. How do you like the city of Austin? I actually have two feelings. All right, number one. Number one, I really like the city. All right, number two. Fuck this city. Those are conflicting. They are. And I feel them both equally strongly. So would you say, to sum it up, sum up those two points, you're feeling ambivalent. No, ambivalent kind of means I don't care. No, ambivalent is just a mixture of two feelings. Oh, then yes, I feel ambivalent. Yeah, ambivalent doesn't... It's not not caring, it's you both blank and blank. It's the fusion of both. Oh, it's like being ambidextrous, but ambivalent. Yes, it's like using both of your hands... Both of your hands in the right hand is a feeling, and the left hand is a feeling. What are you going to do with them? Don't drop them. Uh, I, I've missed this, because I can now start a sentence and then hang my head in shame for not knowing where that sentence is going to go, and you will just pick up on it. And we could not do that before on Skype. You know what's really fun about not being on Skype? We what? can't edit out the things that we regret to say because it flows too well. That, and we keep speaking right after one another. There are no pauses and it's like it's it, it's from an editing standpoint i have no idea what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna leave it as it is i mean that was kind of what we did before is we largely just kind of left it raw it's true i this is we're we're not in brand new territory because we've done this before but it feels like brand new territory it's like a new star wars movie Oh, because it's familiar characters in the familiar universe, but it's a new take on that universe. Yeah. With new characters. There's this guy who walks on his hands and uses his feet for hands. His name is Sebulba. From the prequels? (laughs) No, from the new version of the podcast we're doing. Oh, we're gonna have someone named Sebulba. I am Sebulba. He's not going to say anything else for the rest of the podcast. He's like a Pokemon. Yeah, that's really all he says. All he says is that one phrase. Yeah, you can't bait him into saying it. All right. I feel like we need to rein ourselves, rein in this collective energy that we have that's uh-huh. overspilling, yes. coming out of all of the, the little creases of our being. My eyes. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we need to rein that in, and let's let's try to give us, give give us, give our dear listeners... A coherent podcast that may or may not be completely Austrian centric. Okay, so first segment, making this pure life updatey. I just want to talk about Austin. All right, first segment, which might last the entire podcast. Yeah. I feel like we should do. We, we could back up for a second. We'll okay. get to Austin. I just want to lay down a few things that we're doing. Uh huh. That that. Our listeners can listen forward to. We've, oh yeah, we've got a couple of supplemental readings in the works that we want to that we're gonna do. 
Yes, we are, and we will. Um, one of them, I think we can agree, is probably Stranger Things Season 2. Stranger Things Season 2, definitely. We both watched all of it. We both watched all of it. We both have strong feelings on it. Yeah, and uh, so we'll, we'll get. We'll probably get to that sometime in the near future. Uh, I am, I want to say, three-fourths of the way through the D&D-inspired podcast, The Adventure Zone. Ooh, I think we talked about this before. I don't know how I feel about entering the dicey waters of doing a supplemental reading for a competing product. But the thing is, I only listened to the pod... I only listened to it so that we could one day do a supplemental reading. Hey, and you're not regretting it. I'm not regretting it. I'm having a really enjoyable time hey, listening to it. don't spoil the supplemental reading. All right, so I, I'm just saying, it became... It became... It came from the behest of one of our fans. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm doing my due diligence and I'm just letting them know that I'm listening to it and maybe... I'll, maybe it'll be a supplemental reading. Maybe I'll just type up a review and post it on Twitter. There is a... I would be absolutely down to do a supplemental reading of the Adventure Zone. Yeah, I... I let's I've do listened it. to every episode. All right. So that that's in the works. Um, what else is in the works? Uh, continuing podcasts. Yeah, that's going to happen. Since we are in the same city, uh, the intent is that we will stream video games more often because there is significantly less overhead to doing so. Yeah, we no longer have to weirdly talk over Skype while... One of us sees the real footage, and the other one of us just sees what all the audience sees. Really, us being together... I know, dear listeners, that you have put up with a lot for this last 11 months. But the podcast is much more capable of producing high-quality content now that the two uh, Wonder Children are in the same geographic location. Please, I identify as a wonder cun. A wonder what? A wonder cun. Oh, no. Is that not the word? So, uh, wonderkind? Wonderkind? Wonder... Is, is that you? No. Not wonderkind? Maybe, maybe it is. I don't like it, though. I'm not saying it with a hard <laughs> I, syllable one, at the one, end. One sound would change it, and I don't like it. Is it wonderkind? Mm. Wonderkun. Uh, yeah, uh, the famous uh, Japanese mascot character, Wonderkun, is here to say... No, I'm like the, the prodigy children. Yeah. How do you say that word? Uh, Wonderkeen? Wonderkeen. Maybe? I don't know. I don't speak German. Neither do I. All, the only German I know is Ubermensch. Huh, die Zauberflute. Nazi. Oh, okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Taking it there. That's fine. That's All right. cool. What's up? So that's what's in the pipeline. Those are some of the things. So, like, we're going to keep doing the podcast. We can stream more easily, and we got... At least two supplemental readings that we want to tackle in the near future. Because um, I don't know if John has any plans of seeing either the latest Marvel movie or the latest DC film. I don't know if he wants to see those. I am much more likely to see one than the other. And he's probably just going to like opt out and see another weird independent film. Oh man. Uh, so I'm in Austin now. And you guys remember we talked about that Regal 8 Theater. Yeah, he's been to it now. He, he went before I even got back to the city. He was there. Legit. Very legit. That's like the fastest anyone has moved on one of my recommendations before. I would very much like to do a supplemental reading of the movie I watched, but it would be very sad. And I haven't seen it yet. Really need to see it. Oh, well, we'll see. It's five minutes away. Here's the thing with Austin. Segway. (laughs) Yeah? Uh, here's something that I haven't experienced other than visiting major cities. Yeah? Everything is five minutes away. 
Pretty much. In most cases, like if you are looking for a comprehensive retail service-based experience that's like chain-based, everything's five minutes away. If you want to see any movie, five minutes away. If you want to go to any kind of restaurant, five minutes away. If you want to go to any kind of department or grocery store, five minutes away. Yeah, everything is within reach and all you got to do is drive there. I uh, shared this on my Facebook, but most, uh, I assume, of our listeners don't follow me on Facebook. Let's hope. Uh, But I, during my first day here, I did go to Whole Foods to get some whole food. And during my second day, I decided to try to, not using GPS, navigate my way around the city. And I thought I knew where that Whole Foods was. I got lost Ended up at another Whole Foods. Different Whole Foods. So I basically succeeded. Yeah, I mean, if your goal was to end up at Whole Foods, who cares which Whole Foods it was? It was very different. Now, that's one thing I noticed about moving here. Because one of the first places I ever drove to was a Subway. Because my mom gave me Subway gift cards for Christmas. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself, get out of this apartment, and find something around the city. So I type in Subway, and I got back, no lie, 10 results, all within 5 miles. Yep. And so, for a while, I had mapped out the city of Austin by subways. Mm Mm-hmm. But I could tell you what area I was in, because I knew the subway was just down that street. You're, like, going through the door of the subway, and you're like, hey, Derek. Yeah. And it's just, it's like that with everything. Like, there are two HEBs near our apartment. There are... Four movie theaters near our apartment. Like, it's just everything you want in excess. Yeah, that's, uh... Other than, like I said, visiting cities, it's the first time in my life I have, uh, sat in this apartment during my first free day in Austin, paralyzed with choice as to what to do. I had no idea what to pursue. Yeah, it's a huge... Like, it's a huge undertaking, sort of just being in a city so large that you... you you have you could do anything you could do basically anything and that's what i really like about austin and file this under i really like the city category there's every kind of activity unless you want to go like skiing and i mean there's lake travis so i think you could even oh you mean like mountain skiing yeah oh no you can't do that i'm sorry but if you don't want to go like skiing or snowboarding it's like you can hike in the city limits, you can go to a water park in the city limits. Massive pool fed from an underground spring in the city limits. Movies, food, it's its whatever you want to do, man. I hate it. I don't want to blow your mind, John. But you can go skydiving. What? In the city limits. What? There is a building. What? It's called iFly. Uh-huh. You go there and you, you, you jump... And then the winds from a giant fan catch you, and you just float. Oh, no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that either, but you can Yeah, in Austin, Texas. Uh, the seeming ethos of Austin, Texas is like, ah, fuck it. Sounds good. It's kind of like, what if Manifest Destiny didn't end at the Pacific Ocean, but then kind of jumped to a conceptual level and was like, what if we could just own entertainment? Yeah, a lot of Austin seems to be less questions of what should we do and what can we do? Can we put this here? Do it. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, some of that comes down to this city is massive 
and you have like freeway on ramps are like 120 feet off the ground and insane shit happening all the time but if you can navigate those roadways there's uh, literally unlimited stuff to do don't move here (laughs) what makes you say don't move here john uh don't move here because traffic is horrible you're already in austinite traffic is unthinkable it's i have not gotten actually stuck in the serious like like southbound morning traffic yet or the northbound evening traffic or the like east west monstrosity that happens every evening but the traffic here can get it is some of the worst i've ever seen like worse than atlanta worse than houston sometimes the weird thing about austin from what i what i've experienced so far is that unlike most conventional cities, most traditional big cities, it, we're not all congested. We're not all on top of each other, except for traffic. Yeah. Because everything is so spread out, everyone has to drive everywhere, and there are so many people, you don't even like realize how many people are here until you get on the road, and then you see 20 of them around you, and it's just like, oh god, like where are they going? Where am I going? Why am I here? And I'm sure after I live here for like six months, I'll hate it. Like, I'll hate the city or whatever. One of my favorite things about Austin is the fact that if you drive into... And I'm just using like the South for an example. But if you drive into like uh, Miami or Atlanta or Houston or any big major city, even New Orleans, you're like, oh, there it is. There's a city. It's the skyline. It's, it's the city. Austin, you're like, oh, I'm in Austin all of a sudden. Because Austin's huge and spread out. And no one's, like, crawling up inside of your butt all the time like in any other major city. Yeah, I mean, like, of course there's the downtown area, which looks sort of like the conventional city. But then, like, 20 miles later, you're still in Austin. It's just, it's it's more horizontal than it is vertical. Yeah, it's nuts. It's very weird. This is uh, probably the biggest move that I've made on my own. Yeah. You know, betting on myself. And my friends who live here. And my friends who are going to live here. I mean, friends certainly help. Yeah, absolutely. I could not... Well, I could have done this without Henry, but it would have been very expensive and really down to the wire. And I didn't even get here by myself. I lived with my girlfriend for a good five months before I I made it on my own. Yeah, you need need like a seed planted. It's... Yeah, there's... You gotta have a support system to end up in Austin. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the cost of living is higher. Everything is, is just, I don't know. There's a huge barrier to get, entry barrier to get to get in Austin. Yeah, but I mean, it's, uh, if you compare it to places like Houston, it pays you better. And the cost of living is actually lower. Alright. The standard of living is higher, but it costs less. Well, that's, that's awesome. And they pay you more. But don't move here. But don't move here. <laughs> Oh, God. Now, I know we've been saying that a lot, but that's basically turned into, like, a a weird mantra of people who live in Austin because it is the fastest-growing city in the United States. I feel like there was a mythical time in the city's past where it was this, like, this unique little small hamlet of, like, I don't know, maybe 200 cool people, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is cool, and then... They blinked, and there were 500, and then they blinked, and there was 1,000, and they blinked, and there was 20,000, and then suddenly they were like, oh, stop, stop. 
Why stop moving here? And then and then the corporations found it, and then there was like a million. From what I understand, uh, the heyday of Austin that everyone harkens back to is the late nineties. Oh, that's yesterday. Like the the late nineties, the early two thousands, Austin was this uh, kind of mecca for live music and artistic venues and kind of liberalism in the Red South. But since then, it's just been getting bigger and bigger and getting bigger faster and faster. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be like three years from now, and I live here. Wow. <laughs> I, I think what's going to happen is you reach a you reach a certain point, and then it, it just sort of normalizes. And then the Keep Austin Weird thing, which has already become like a marketable slogan, just becomes a marketable slogan. Yeah. I uh, I almost don't want to... It's affecting me. It's seriously affecting me because on this podcast, I'm like, I don't want to make the city sound too attractive because then people will move here and traffic will become worse. And I've lived here for three and a half days. I mean, the thing is, it is one of the fastest growing cities in the United States and people telling people to not move here will not stop that from happening. Uh, I did extensive research into Austin as to whether or not I wanted to move here. And I encountered hundreds, if not maybe in the low thousands, instances of people being like, no, don't move here, Austin. Don't do not do it. Don't do it. Don't move here. Still did it. Ain't not going to stop me. The thing is, like, it's become an out-of-control force at this point. There's no going back. It is what it is. And look, maybe it won't be as good as what it used to be, but you it's a capital city like what do you expect yeah things change things change i mean i don't think portland's going to be portland forever a portland is hardly what portland used to be from what i understand yeah i feel like these the, the weirdness starts the city and then it gets cordoned off or quadranted off into a little like art district yeah four different districts yeah, no, I mean, just in general. Yeah, just in four, specifically four. I don't think we have to put numbers on it, but... No, but if we're using the word quad, it's in the name. Yeah, it gets, it gets like, quadranted off into, oh like, God, one of the many different districts. Yeah, one of the many four different quadrants. John, Let's talk about that. John, it's a huge city. I, don't th- I think there's going to be more than four different quadrants no there can't be there can't be because it's in the name what are you what are you saying there it can't all right well I, I guess we can agree to disagree hey, let's talk about the quadrants of austin you do you mean the four or more quadrants yeah the exactly four quadrants of austin well i, I think we'll just have to disagree <laughs> agree to disagree so i've never lived in a city i have uh where people are discriminated against based on where they are geographically in that city oh yeah that happens here and I'm not going to disclose where I am in this city, because uh, that might be a bit too close, but it's it's definitely a thing. People have an unfair amount of judgment for the area I am currently residing in. I mean, I think you can give, like, one of the qua- quadrant yeah, cardinal yeah, directions. Yeah, one of the four quadrants. But there are eight directions. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, my God. So, uh, the... We can just say there's a general weirdness against, like, South versus North Austin, East versus West Austin, stuff like that. From what I understand so far, and I might get this totally wrong, and if you're an Austinite listening, uh, please, also do you call them Austinites? I call them Austinites. I have no idea what maybe Austiners, or maybe 
one of the four quadrant Austiners. Yes. But there are more. Quadrostiners. Yeah, uh, for the, covering the five different... No, the four... Anyway, uh, so if... It seems to be there is a North versus South Austin debate that's happening. And then there is an East versus Northwest South Austin debate that is happening. Yeah, that, I would say that sums it up pretty well. Because it's not that all four dislike each other. It's just that if you're south of the river, you're a certain kind of person. And if you're north of the river, well, fuck you. Or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Like, people like to say that North Austin is more Round Rock or Pflugerville. Like, one of the other outlying towns of Austin. But it's not. I mean, it's still part of Austin. Yeah, it's still in the city. And the thing about south of the river... That really just covers downtown and then areas I don't consider Austin. Hmm. What is not Austin? Well, I think anything south of downtown is not Austin. I haven't gone that far yet. I'm keeping my uh, exploration to tight circles. One day I will get to my place of work. Yeah, you're just doing concentric circles. Every day I try to branch out a little bit more. Did not do that today because I stayed in and ate sandwiches and played video games. All right. But one day I'll do it again. One day I'll explore more. Yeah, but I, I think south of south of the city is just like, it's the suburban area of the city. It's like the suburbs. That's Ugh. not Austin. Ugh. That's nothing. That's the suburbs. Ugh. I don't know what it's called. It's called South Austin. South Southston. 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 And then in East Austin, you've got what they claim is like the area that has most sort of preserved the weirdness of Austin has most uh, resisted the the uh, industrial development of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a, a lot of that has to come from the fact that East Austin generally had cheaper living, so that's where a lot of people who are artists end up living. And then they've they've tried their best to preserve that, but from what I understand, that's going away too. Yeah, I mean, you can't resist it forever. People got to make money, yo. Yeah, you can't always be that one place in Portland. I mean, you can try as hard as you can. And you should. You should preserve your heritage. I mean, I feel like it could be construed that what we're saying is like, nah, fuck your city heritage, whatever. But like, I don't know, if you have an identity and say, preserve it, just don't actively discourage people from enjoying that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is a weird, <laughs> fickle thing where like, I am for preserving the city's identity but i am against telling people not to move here because i find it rude yeah don't be rude it's like a major decision to move to a new city and like if you're going to step in the way of that then you are part of the problem yeah you know if let it breathe let a player live let an austin live yeah i mean 122 families move to austin every day so like how are you gonna stop them that's too many how are you going to stop them? Thank God I wasn't one of those families. Yeah, it's because you're just not a family. I was just me. You, you just don't have a family. Do they call me a family? Probably. Mm, maybe I'll start a family, show them. That, did you start? No, not yet. Oh, okay. It didn't, it didn't go long enough. Oh. It takes at least five months to start a family. You need to purchase house, purchase child, <laughs> purchase car... Alright, so you've talked a good deal so far about the things you've liked about the city. Yes. That covers the you I love it part. Yes. 
Now we get to the but I hate it part. Okay, but I hate it. So here we go. Uh, traffic's terrible. Covered that. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's... There are two conversations everyone in Austin has. And it's... One is about the traffic, and the other one is about the heat. I have, uh... I have not experienced the heat yet. Uh, though I was here over the summer, it wasn't too bad. 104. And I have noticed a track I'm getting into. Number two reason why I hate it, no friends. Uh, other than Henry. And other person. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> The, uh, the, the primary, uh, thing about having no friends is you get into certain, like, lexiconical loops, like, conversational habits, like, little fishing lines you put out to, like, reel people in to get the endorphin rush from people, like, laughing at things or giving you recognition until you can find deeper ways to communicate. I'm not a small talk person. I can do good small talk, but I don't make friends that way, and I don't think anyone really makes good friends with small talk. No, you gotta you gotta find some common ground, which the small talk can sort of lead to. Like that's how I made one of my work friends, because we found mutual like of a certain mobile app game, Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, plug! Our first sponsor now. No, no, they don't sponsor us. But no, I, I found friends through just talking to people at my work, and we do we, we, we have we have gone to movies together. I am Sabaraba. What's that, Sebulba? Oh, he was back. Oh, he's back. But, um, I, you know, yes, moving here, I just had my girlfriend, who was great, but that was it. It was weird, because, like, and plus, the two of us, moving from a place where we were in sort of the social limelight of our, of our city that we were in, to being complete nobodies. Yeah. So it's not even, like, we don't even have this weird... Barrier, not barrier, but weird entry point where it could be like, "Hey, yeah, thanks for coming to our show." Yep, we don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's seriously just like person on the street. How do you make friend? It's weird to come from a place of moderate fame to being literally nothing. Yeah, and, and I don't want to be nothing. I don't like it. You don't like being nothing. I don't like being. It's refreshing. Got to change though. I mean, we have this podcast, so... You're right. Hopefully that will make us famous, but you don't know what we look like, so that doesn't help you make friends. And hey, I'll start doing improv and theater and stuff again. So there. But the one thing I've noticed myself saying is, like, a real quick way to get, like, a shot of a glance of, like, recognition in Austin is, but, huh, there's traffic, am, am I right? Going up the one-eighth, man. And then, like, people will be like, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, this is a sad little tactic I have to get you in. It's it's literally what everyone talks about. Yep. Traffic and heat. That's all. It's nonstop traffic talk. Like, people were sharing. I work a place that I can't discuss. Uh, I learned. Uh, I oh, learned I can't talk about it. You literally cannot talk about the place where you work. Yeah. That's not a bullshit thing for the podcast. That is not a bullshit thing for you the podcast. You signed, like, an NDA? I didn't sign an NDA, but they have a strict uh, social media policy. And if you associate with them on your social media and you have a presence that they find objectionable, which they're pretty liberal about this stuff, but they don't want to find you on any like hate websites. Yeah. It's just generally for the best that you just don't talk about by name, the place that you work. Well, fine. Uh, And I get that. Like if I was a company, I'd be like, yeah, just don't 
Like, you don't need to talk about your job by name. You don't. Even when I worked for the university, I, we, I obscured the name of the university because I didn't want it getting back. Yeah. So, uh, I work for company. And when I was leaving work today, a company, people were like pulling up Google Maps on their phones and showing each other routes to their houses, being like, ah, oh, traffic and traffic wouldn't be. There's traffic over here and traffic, traffic. It's like, shut up. Well, look, you are in the supremely early stages of getting to know these people. Mm-hmm. And the first barrier, the first like gatekeeper to relationship, to friendship in Austin is the traffic stage. Well, I mean, I honestly think that the way you make any friends, seriously, this is, I have a fair number of friends. I like to keep a fair number of friends in my life. I think friends are the most important thing. I think that the actual way you make friends is you establish a very clear dialogue where you say to someone, this is what makes it hard for me to exist. Do you feel similarly? And if they agree, that is huge. But you can't open up too much, and traffic is something, a problem everyone has. But, like, you can't go up to a stranger, well, like an acquaintance, and be like, I think I cry too much. And then they can't, like, instantly be like, me too, or why. (laughs) You know what? I'm gonna listen to you, strange person who walked up to me and admitted a deep personal flaw. Yeah, like, you you can't come up to someone and be like, oh, here's, I'm gonna open my heart cage, here it is. But then once you get to know someone really well, you can have those conversations uh, steeped in irony and self-deprecation, because can't be too honest. Well, yeah, because we're men. Yeah, men, men don't talk about feelings, but we do... Joke about them in roundabout ways to make you think, are they being serious or not? Yeah. If if I'm like, man, I'm so depressed about you. Is that right? <laughs> no. I think that went from being revealing to hurtful. <laughs> that was just insulting. That, that wasn't roundabout. You roundaboutly punched me in the face. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It makes me depressed. Uh, no, you, you you know, you just say, you, you joke about things offhandedly and say, like, you know, I'm clinically depressed and look at me. I, I'm making it. When yeah. You, yeah. Uh, I think that most of the formation of friendships is, like, hiding little gems in what you talk about. Like, if, uh, if you have, like, an insecurity about your intelligence, if you slide that in, in there and you're like, I'm not a smart man, but you're like, I've got him. I threw like a little bit of bait out and I got them. I told them what I think. I, I, are we just describing individuals who are unhealthy mentally? Uh, if that's us, then yes. Because uh, I, I don't know if that's ubiquitous. I hope it is. If not, huh. So how to make friends. You, you review a little bit of your, your personal human pain. And hopefully they agree. And the traffic is the starting point. But then you get to, like, oh, man, the, what happened in my case, the, the friends that I've made at work, it, it was literally like, oh, man, the latest orders we got from the boss just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it, it's from this this weird misery and dealing with this impossible person, we have become people who go to the movies on weekends Watch the movie, never talk about the movie, and then, like, but, like, man, yeah, we really Mm -hmm. saw that movie together. (laughs) Yeah. And then eventually you become the kind of friends who talk about the movie. Yeah. I mean, we, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a weekly lunch date with these guys. 
where we gripe about things, and like eventually I'm gonna stir the conversation to one of those movies we saw. Yeah, you're like, hey, Thor, what do you think about Thor? Yeah, what do you what do you think about Thor? Huh? Was it good? Did mm-hmm. what did it make you feel? Do you cry too often? What's up? <laughs> what what are some of your deep personal flaws? Uh, the the way I think about it is we're kind of like ants in a rainstorm. Is we're all suffering the same amount, but it just takes like one ant to be like, "Hey, other ants, let's link together and create an ant raft." Exactly like that, you know. You gotta eat. It's like the one little thing that everyone agrees is the bad thing, and then boom, instant friendship. Yeah, I mean, the the best friends that I have and have had have been kind of bonded over sadness and being like, hey, you're all right. I don't know, because I, 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 the, the last batch of friends that I made came from a shared activity of bringing laughter to people. True. And then, I mean, later when I started drinking, I started revealing some of those sort of darker, like, human painy things. But even then, not very much, just because I, I felt like we were all comedians. It was all sort of like, this is the territory. Yeah, it's all, that's, it's so easy for me to be friends with people who are funny. Because people who are funny are externalizing a very specific kind of pain of existence that I identify with. Comedy is like this weird name tag that says, yes, I I am depressed, or yes, I also struggle. Mm-hmm. And, like, you find people who do comedy, you automatically know you're probably going to get along. Yeah. Because you're cut from the same cloth. I, I love comedy because it's just people walking around with a name badge. It's like, hey, I could use some help over here. Help me out. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's bad right now. So if you're in Austin and you want to be John's friend... Yeah, do comedy. Do comedy. And then maybe I'll find you. Yeah, it's a a huge scene. Yeah, there's a lot of stand-up, there's a lot of theater, a lot of improv. ton of improv. And, like, a ton of just, like, weirdly specific shows. Like, you've got your your riff track-esque shows and just other sort of experimental things that, that people are doing during the week. I'm just excited to get involved with stuff like that. I don't know how... I think, but I will. I think just be sort of brave enough to... I don't know. Because, like, everything that we know about getting into this to into a scene is different now. Yeah. Like I mean, we were in a small town. We're like, getting into a scene is showing up and being like, Hey, can I be in this? They're like, are you good enough? Yeah, like, the, the barrier of entry in our previous scene was very minimal. It was basically like, I want to do this. And now, you gotta imagine, like, some of the more popular groups, they probably deal with a lot of, I want to do this. Yeah. So they might have put up, like, gate posts. Those gates are usually paid classes. Yeah, I don't know about doing no classes. I don't do. I don't know nothing about taking no class. I might have to. It'd be weird. It would be weird. It'd be weird because I've been doing this for, like, four years, so I don't know if I'd need a class. I mean, it's always good to brush up, but I don't want to be like, welcome to the basics, yes and. I mean, a lot of it is like you go to a free intro class and they recommend a level to you. Oh, so then it's like, 
you're not quite at the level you we think. <laughs> That's the fear. Is they're like, hey, you need to work on your object permanence. Like, you need to work on fucking off is what you need to work on. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I would fall into the trap of no, you don't understand. I'll, the strength of my comedy comes from what I say. Yeah. Not not what I'm doing, and that that's enough to give me a pass, mm-hmm. which I don't think would fly. Yeah, probably would not fly great. Yeah. I don't know. There's probably a scene I can get into. I don't know. Just find the smallest one. Oh, good. And then work your way up. Perfect. Uh, one thing that I was uh, thinking about today, talking about uh, sharing human pain. Whenever you move somewhere, there's always a little bit in the back of your head that's like, oh, was this a mistake? Which, it happens... Every few hours, I'm like, huh. But, I mean, it's nothing sticking, and I understand, like, the reasons why I did what I did, and I want to stick it out. But I'm always like, I could return to the womb where things were good and soft and easy, or I could not, and continue my journey. Yeah, when I moved, I, like, I instilled it into my brain that there was no going back. Mm. Um, because, I, I, I don't know, when I moved, I didn't have a job. I, I was still job searching, and so, like, I, I needed to believe that there was no way I could go back. I didn't burn any bridges. Yeah. But just mentally, it was, I, I needed that motivation to be, like, going back is failing or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I found a job, and six months later, I hated it. And Oh, good. And then three months after that, I'm still at it, so, I mean, but I succeeded. Yeah, you bet on you. That's something I need to get better at, is the mentality of, like, betting on myself to succeed, make friends, because we both know we're good enough and we're worth it. I mean, you might think that. I think you're worth it. You can do it. <laughs> that's the hardest thing that I would, anyone would ever, that's the hardest task anyone would ever have, is convincing me anything positive about myself. That's just not going to happen. Ah, uh, human pain. Yeah. I can turn this whole goddamn city into an ant raft. Everyone linked together, yes. all 300 million of us. We have to make friends with everyone in Austin. Or else? Starting tomorrow. Is this like Quantum Leap? Do we like leap from one of their lives to another? Yes, but in real life. Yeah, we I just kn- go to their houses. Yeah, but... And we sell them insurance. No, I don't want to sell them insurance. Sell them your friendship. Think of it that way. Insurance of a good time. Yeah, from hey, death. Hey, what? No, what? $10,000 guaranteed accidental life insurance. I don't work for an insurance company. He doesn't. He does not. That seemed like it was a weird hint to the place I can't talk about. I do not. You know what the weirdest thing about moving to Austin is? What? I got life insurance from my job. Yeah. I had to name benefactors. Who? My parents. Oh. But yeah, I have a life insurance policy on myself. I got a life insurance policy too, and I was like, who are my beneficiaries? I'm like, I don't want anyone. I guess my parents. Yeah. If I could leave it to a cat, I would. (laughs) I should have left it to a charity and and with the instructions, burn this money. (laughs) Yes, burn this money immediately. Or spend it on things you need for charity stuff. No, I want you to burn this money. What if you put in a sprinkling trust? That spring, so you put out a trust that distributes $5,000 of your money on a yearly basis. It distributes it to someone you trust to dump it into the ocean. <laughs> Every six months, Jerry, take this check for $5,000 and just drop it into the ocean. No, take this check for $5,000. 
cash it in ones, and then drop those ones into the ocean. I want to see the U.S. economy burn. Yes. $5,000 at a time. They're going to run out of printing press money. But you can only do it like ten times. You have $50,000? Yeah. Mm. You're not my beneficiary. (laughs) If you hear the sounds of me murdering Henry and altering his paperwork... I think we've talked about my life insurance policy on the podcast before. Oh, yeah, no. Mine's similarly good. Is your also 50000 Maybe. If you hear the sounds of John dying, fluke. It's a fluke. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to murder him for his money. Man. It's what I tell you. Oh. (laughs) That's the sound of me dying. You make the same fake dying sound that I make to my girlfriend. And she gets all sad. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, have you seen those videos where people like pretend to die in front of their dog? <laughs> yes, I do that to my girlfriend. <laughs> that's that's emotionally horrifying. It's gas- to the dog. <laughs> it's, it's gaslighting. Uh, it's only gaslighting if you then continue <laughs> to tell her that you died. You like get up. You're like, no, I died. I died then. I was dead then that whole time. That whole time I was there, still dead. am, still am dead, still am dead. You're hallucinating, <laughs> and uh, she's like, "No, you're not." And then you go tell all her friends to tell her that you died, <laughs> and you're now that's a that's a capital G gaslight. <laughs> I had to explain gaslighting to my coworkers the other day, and I felt really weird. Uh, one day I want to find someone who doesn't know what the definition of gaslighting is and tell them the wrong thing. <laughs> Gaslight, gaslighting. I should have done that. Yeah, gaslight the definition but, of gaslighting. But then I would have been the only one who got the joke. Yeah. You would have gaslit yourself. Oh, that doesn't make... It's not good. You need a camera. You need a, a studio audience. Yes. I Please join me in my new YouTube series where I gaslight people on the definition of gaslighting. It's called Gaslight by B- Bad Guys. <laughs> gaslight by Bad Guys. Bad Guys is my production company. Bad Guys production, I like it. Yeah. Alright, we're really in the weeds. Yeah, and we're, we've been going for a while. Nope. Have we not? Nope. Oh. 20 more minutes. No, I mean, we've been going on this one thing for a while. No, we gotta keep going for 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we can keep talking about Austin. I'm cool with that. Alright, so you don't... You, Alright. I thought you wanted to talk about something. I got, I got a headache. Oh, great. <laughs> Good. I guess we, that's in the canon now. I guess we could talk about that. It's your head canon. What did I want to... Oh, John is not here. It's just me and Sebulba. <laughs> so Sebulba, I want to talk about... I traveled over this, this Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> Good? You could, Sebulba? Oh, what? Sorry. Oh, John, good, you're back. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go. I had to go, I'm back. So, John. Yes. I wanted to talk about, over this past Thanksgiving weekend, I had to travel. Yeah. You know how I traveled? Car. Yes. <laughs> I drove. I drove so long. Mmm. But, but here's a little, um... I guess a little brain teaser for you. Yeah. So, I drove from Austin to New Orleans, and that was a travel time, going there, a travel time of about eight hours. Yeah, that's about how long it's supposed to take. Now, 
when the, the vacation had come to an untimely end, I had to drive from New Orleans to Austin. Yeah, eight hours. It took me 11 hours. Oh, God. How is this possible? Was there traffic? Tons. Oh, yeah, because that was like right after the holiday. Yeah, I, I, it turns out everyone decides... They, they talk about Wednesday being the greatest travel day of the year for the, for the U.S. Mm-hmm. I said Wednesday. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving <laughs> is the greatest. All Wednesdays are the single greatest travel day for the United States. They say that. They, they claim that. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I traveled on that Wednesday... And it wasn't that bad. And everyone told me that it was suicide to try to drive here on Saturday. It was fine. I feel like Saturday was the better day. Saturday was great. I didn't hit any traffic. uh, Sunday, I left my home in in Louisiana around a little after 8 a.m. Yeah. And it was smooth sailing to Baton Rouge. Hit traffic in Baton Rouge. It took me... 40 minutes to get through Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Then smooth sailing for 20 minutes. Then yeah. traffic. Yep. Then smooth sailing, smooth sailing for 20 minutes. Smooth sailing. Then traffic. Yeah. Repeat. Over and over. All the way. For hours. All the way to Austin. That's awful. That's terrible. Yeah, Saturday was... I went through a very similar route you did. Because you were like I-10, right? Yeah, I-10 the entire way. Yeah, mine was pretty fine but i had a similar experience when i was just driving into austin one day i went right through houston horrible see the weird thing on sunday i breezed few how is that houston. possible how I, is I, that possible i glided through houston houston was a dream but everything outside of houston outside of katie yep it was like oh where did all these people <laughs> come from why is the entirety of texas on this one two-lane interstate that's the thing about traffic that freaks me out is like you know traffic is accumulative and traffic doesn't just appear but sometimes it can seem to because you can go through huge major cities and face no traffic and then all of a sudden it's like bumper to bumper for like a mile yeah and it it, it, at a certain point like because it it took me five hours to get out of louisiana oh geez yeah that's unbelievable and so we get into Beaumont, Texas, and it's smooth sailing. I'm like, okay, we're done. And then as soon as I saw the brake lights stacking up in front of me, yep, I snapped. Yeah. No, like I... Screamed. I screamed. I, I slammed my fist into my leg repeatedly so hard that it hurt. Yeah. Just screaming, Why? <laughs> why yeah like it was insane (laughs) i'm not a road rage person but uh when i was driving to austin it took like 11 or 12 hours when i hit the ton of traffic i my gps had me go through houston katie but we kept hitting stoplights where people were backed up like crazy and we hit what felt like hundreds of them and I was driving with my girlfriend at the time. I believe she texted you and said john is screaming (laughs) it's because we hit a traffic light and i looked at it and I don't know what came over me. I looked directly at and screamed for like eight seconds. I, I, I just re- needed to externalize something because we had been sitting in silence for like three hours looking at red lights. I remember receiving that text and I think I sent back like, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it was not 
It was not good. I don't know what it is. What I don't know why it, it's so frustrating to like just to be in traffic. I think it's because when we're in our cars and we're going somewhere, it's an activity that most people don't enjoy. I enjoy driving around town, but driving long distances is a chore. It's something you have to do to exist in this world, and you just want it to be over. I loved the the, the going really? drive. I loved it. It was it was smooth. I got road snacks. I ate unhealthy, like you do, like you do on a road trip, and like I got to stop at really cool gas stations and. I don't know, like, it was a fun time. My phone almost died, so, like, I got to buy a cool car charger. Uh-huh. But going back was hell. I actually take that back. Uh, I The drive to Austin, I greatly enjoyed because it was pretty traffic-free. There are certain things you really get to enjoy on a really long road trip. Is like, you get to buy, like, cliff bars and, like, packs of nuts and unhealthy drinks, and you get to buy cool phone chargers and sunglasses. It's a little mini adventure. Yeah. And, and like, you kind of know how long it's going to last, because these days you, you plug it into Waze or Google Maps or Apple Cartographer, and so you know, like, the time duration or whatever, so you're like, okay, I'm going to get there. Now, this is a little adventure It's going to last this long. As soon as a wrench gets thrown into that idea of, like, it's going to last this long. Yep. Like, a, a fuse is lit. <laughs> and the longer, the more delay. And then you just... I, I feel just like there's a, Yeah, I feel like there's a breaking point. Everyone breaks. Everyone has a breaking point in traffic. And I know that driving to Austin, that was the... Like, I was always on tenterhooks about when's the traffic going to start. Because it's right after Thanksgiving. And whenever a car in front of me would go up a hill and I saw brake lights come on, I'm like, Fuck! But it was always fine. But uh, it could have easily not been fine. It could have easily been like, crest that hill, and then it's just like, valley of the backed up cars. Yeah, I, I mean, and that, that's that's frequently what happened, was like, it, it was like hills and stuff. It was like, well, they wouldn't be breaking going down a hill. Mm-hmm. Like, they would be coasting and, yeah. and have, enjoying that, that good miles per gallon boost. So it's like, alright, here we go again. So, I, I think what I want to do is, if we could suggest to our listeners other ways to handle the traffic rather than slamming your fist on your leg or screaming at a stoplight, like, what are some positive, healthy things they can do to get through traffic? Uh, I've got one that's real and one that's fake. Alright, we'll start with... Let's no. start with the fake one. Okay. Uh, open your window and scream at the sky, futilely. <laughs> do like do the full dramatic like pretend you're on your knees staring up at the face of God Charleston Heston. Why? Yeah, no. Open your window. Put your parking brake on. Crawl half of your body out of the window and scream full force at some sort of deity or just the sun or yeah, the cosmos in general. Yeah, just make it known. Uh, the real thing that I have discovered to be tremendously helpful because. I don't know if I've talked... I've probably covered this on the podcast. I'm kind of angry. I get weird moments of uh, anger. I get kind of road ragey. Uh, two, like, seriously deep breaths with your eyes closed really genuinely helps. Wait, so just close your eyes and just do two deep, like, in-out breaths? Yeah, I, I learned it in a yoga class, of all things. 
But basically the way you're supposed to do it is you close your eyes and you do two really good in-out breaths. And while you're thinking about it, you're just thinking, I'm going to change my mind about the thing I was thinking. Like if, if it's in a moment of like panic or anger and you just take a second to live inside yourself for a second, like, ah, eh, that's silly. I don't need to do it. Okay. It also works for like wanting to eat things you shouldn't eat, like poison. No. <laughs> You mean like like junk food or something? Yeah, like I was looking at the snack machine at work. I'm like, I could get three bags of Sour Patch Kids to tide me over. I was just like, I was gone. So just just like sort of breaking the constant stream, the constant stimulus of the traffic, just for a moment to like step into yourself. Yeah. And then like. That's like a little break, a little interruption, and then suddenly it's not so bad no more. Hopefully. I mean, it's it's mindfulness, because you're taking yourself out, you're being like, hey, this thing that's happening is a moment, it's in a collection of other moments, some of them good, some of them bad, and there's no reason for me to get upset right now. Yeah. Alternatively, a little, a little tip from me to add on to that, uh, just make sure whatever listening material you have... Is interesting and catches your attention. Oh, uh, so you were listening to The Adventure Zone. Yeah, I was listening to the podcast The Adventure Zone, but I'm not saying it has to be that. Mm -hmm. It could be us. Yeah, one thing that I notice is whenever I have a, uh, a long drive and I listen to music, I'm much more susceptible to road rage. But if I listen to audiobooks, I stay much more calm and level because I'm engaged. Yeah, with music, you might yeah, most likely you've heard the song before. Yeah. Otherwise, you might wouldn't be listening to it. Or you just like put on a driving playlist that plays like a song that makes you angry. Oh, uh, so like you're you're less inclined to make noise. I, I mean, you're more inclined to make noise for a song that you've already experienced, or driving music that that's not lyrical or something like that. Yeah. So it's you you won't you're gonna ye you're more likely to yell. Yeah. If if a song is if you're listening to music, it's just like getting your serums up. It's not engaging your mind in anything. You're just like, this is noise that I find pleasurable or upsetting. But with like an audio book or a podcast, you got a narrative to consider or you've got like a train of thought to follow. And so like if you make a loud noise during that, you're going to get lost and it's going to be really hard to back up that podcast. So you, I mean, you, you're just less inclined. You're, you're more engaged. You're actively... Paying attention to the to the the narrative or the story, or the just the train of thought, and so you're not concentrating as hard on the stupid traffic. Yeah, two things from the audiobook I was listening to. It ended right when I pulled into your apartment. Perfect, amazing. That is pretty amazing. And the other thing is, there were times when I was getting irritated or annoyed or worried during the road trip, and I would miss what happened on the podcast. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Gotta stay with it, man. Yeah. You keep it together for the sake of your entertainment enjoyment. Exactly. Are there any other tips? Uh, that's really all I've found. I mean, general tip, don't have a gun in the car. Yeah, don't have a gun in the car. But also, sometimes, other tip, sometimes let yourself be angry, but experience it in a healthy way. What's, what's a healthy way? Just, like, not screaming or hitting yourself. Like, understand that, like, you feel really angry, examine where that feeling's come from, and then, like, process it. There's a healthy way to be angry? Yeah, I, th I think so. I've been struggling with that my whole life, but no. I think there is. No, 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 no. Not, not, and any of the, my mentor, not mentors, any of the people who are, have held authority over me have ever expressed. There's never 
been a healthy way. I mean, look, you can't always be green and blue. Sometimes you're orange and red, and you need to figure it out. Uh, you throw shoes. Yeah, throw shoes out the window. At God. At God. Throw shoes. Throw your shoes at God. So listen to an audiobook or a podcast. Uh, take two deep breaths. Throw your shoes at God. Yeah, those are the three, the three traffic tips from here at Zero Credits. In Zero Credits, we're all good things come in threes. Yeah. Our podcast only has two hosts on it. I'm Sabarba. I forgot about you, Sabalba, of course. Good things come in threes. Good things come in threes. That seems like a really good place to like wrap it up, though. Yeah, it does. Kinda. Yeah, it kind of like, does. I really can't imagine us coming up with stuff, though. I mean, we could do plugs for fun. I mean, we could mumble like this yeah. for a while. We could do that for a second. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't feel like there's a, uh, like a, thing, a single thing we could like talk about that would, like... Have a better way to end, you know? Is your watch that loud? Yeah, my watch is really loud. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know if that's the headache or what. I mean, I'm used to it. It is insanely loud. You can't hear it. No, I can. Oh. Well, it hasn't been an issue so far. (laughs) I'm kidding. You can keep it on. I just, I'm surprised that a, a wristwatch is that loud. Yeah, I'm thinking about replacing it, but I love it. Well, if you love it, don't replace it. Perfect. All right, this is not good podcast this material. This is not. You this know, is trash. You know what is good podcast material? Social media. Covering your plugs. Cover your plugs. Cover your plugs? Yeah, baby-proof this podcast. Oh. We gotta cover our plugs. You're expecting a baby? Uh, I don't know. I'm starting that family in five months. That's true. So, if you want to have a baby with us, nope. If you want to send us 280 characters, haha, Twitter update, topical, uh, ZCPC, WHJ on Twitter.com, you can send us any kind of message, corrections. uh, If you live in Austin or Scotland, uh, pay us a visit. You can send us an email at zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com. Send us a e- uh, email. Send us a B-mail. Is this normal? Is it normal what I do? Is this what I usually do for the email part? Uh, we stream video games sometimes on twitch.tv slash zero credits. We're hopefully going to be doing that a little bit more often. I've lied about this like eight times. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Zero Credits Podcast on the Facebook search bar. And if you want to like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, that'd be great. And most importantly, word of mouth. Tell your friends. Tell them with your mouth. Scream it at God. Scream Zero Credits is a podcast at God. And if you film yourself screaming Zero Credits as a podcast at God, upload it to YouTube and send it to us, we'll engage with you. Yeah, we'll repost it on Twitter. Perfect. Or Facebook. It'll be great. It'll be funny. Post, <laughs> Go out, film a video of you screaming Zero Credits as a podcast at God, and scream it to God, and we will do that. Absolutely. Guaranteed. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Now, it's been a while since I've seen you do the social media plugs. Are you aware your face just gets very red while you're doing it? It's because I don't take a breath. I know. You do it all in one breath. It is horrifying. I I take in all my social media energy from the sun, and then I use it. You're like Birdman. Yeah. I'm Michael Keaton. No. Ah! (laughs) Alright. From everyone here at the Zero Credit Studios apartment... 
We want to wish you a happy week. I'm here for real. He's here for real. Forever. Haha. I've been saying apartment under my breath the entire time. Sports. Sports.